Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. There's so much noise around about team performance. What is it? How do you measure team performance? When it really comes down to it, team performance or team success is based on common sense things. How well does the team connect with each other? How aligned is the team? How much energy is generated by the team for the effort? How healthy are the relationships uh, within the team? How well does the team execute? How change-embracing are team members? How much trust exists within the team? And how much joy does the team experience? The measure of all of those things in a team will determine whether a team is simply surviving or really thriving. I want to share a story with you. This is a true story. When I was in high school, I played on the intramural volleyball team. Looking back, it's kind of funny because, you know, I'm five foot four inches tall and kind of on the stocky side. So, you know, I wasn't the true volleyball-esque kind of player, but I enjoyed the game and enjoyed my team members. My team was made up of a bunch of guys who were a mix of all of the different types of people in the school. Geeks, nerds, honor society students, band kids. We had a couple of athletes. You know, I don't really like labeling people. I think that's putting limitations on people, but you probably can relate to what I'm talking about. We did not have any goals for our team other than to enjoy ourselves and have fun. Then a funny thing happened. We started to win. At the time, we didn't think much about it, but then we kept winning. We were having such a great time. Energy was high. We were having fun. We celebrated our wins as a team. Eventually, we found ourselves in the finals, much to our surprise. As you can imagine, we were elated. Then we found out that our opponent was a team with the best athletes in the school. So the normal thoughts are, are going through my mind. Do we have a chance to beat them? Uh, how bad would we lose? Notice that these thoughts kind of go downhill in a hurry. How bad could we lose? Um, you know, how could we ever compete with them at their level? In my defense, I think most of us would probably have those same kind of thoughts. So we started that finals match by losing a few points. And that took a little wind out of our sails, so to speak, a little bit of energy drained away. But then we started a comeback and we won 10 points in a row. And then at the end of game one, we actually won the game by two points. This is when I learned a very important lesson in life. 
the capabilities of a team are not measured by the capabilities of the individuals on the team. Yes, each individual team member brings personal strengths and they have their gaps and weaknesses and all of that. But team performance is not addition and subtraction. It is multiplication or division. And I'll talk more about that in a few minutes. Something happened in that magical moment, that end of game one before game two started. My team gathered together and we realized the other team could be beat. But it was even more than that. We realized that our team had something that other teams didn't have. We had something special. Call it synergy if you want. It was more than the sum of each team member's capabilities. We had that special sauce. We were laughing. We were grinning at each other. Hope blossomed in us. We actually started to believe that we could win. I'm sure the other team thought we were complete idiots looking at us grinning at each other. When we lined up for game two, we started to hear the trash talk from the other team. They were going to crush us. They were going to humiliate us. They made that very clear. The reality was that they probably should have, but we just kept true to who we were as a team. This was another great life lesson. If we put the good of the team first, it was easy to sacrifice personal glory or personal success for team success. This was not the case with the other team. These were the school's elite athletes, some of the best in the state. In their personal athletic arena, they would be unbeatable. But in a team sport like volleyball, they could not find a way to work together. So as game two progressed, we took the first several points. Then they took a few points. Then as we started to score again, they started to focus more on their mistakes. They turned their frustration on their own players. This is when division set in for them. Remember when I said team performance is not addition or subtraction, it's multiplication or division? Well, this may be a little different type of division, but they were definitely divided. They began to try and win individually instead of as a team. They put their personal prowess above other team members, and that caused all kinds of issues for them. The elite athlete team became divided, lost energy, and lost focus. My team became more energized, more focused with every game, and not simply because we were winning. It was more about how well we were working together. We knew each other. We trusted each other. We adapted when we needed to. We shared values and goals together. We were aligned. We took game two easily. To the other team's credit, they fought valiantly in game three. 
they took a commanding lead early, but it was too late. Our focus and our energy was so high, we did not even consider the possibility of losing. We were a well-oiled machine, working within our own limitations and producing excellent results. When a team member made a mistake, we rallied around them. We supported them. Our success was multiplied by our dedication and support of each other. Yes, we took game three and we took the match. I think the reward was to get our team picture in the school newspaper. By the way, this was before the internet, you know. And Yes, I know I'm old, but there actually were school newspapers that they printed way back when. The real reward, though, was the joy that our team experienced. This is one of my fondest memories of my high school days athletic experiences. The reflections from that, there is so much in this true story that taught me the value of team vitality. Can you see where the other team lost energy and focus? Can you observe how my team generated energy and focus? By all accounts, we should never have reached the finals. But we did, not because we were great athletes, but because we were a high-functioning and vital team. When I think about team vitality, obviously, my thought processes and the tools that I use have evolved significantly since high school days. We currently use a tool called Team Vital Signs from Six Seconds to measure the critical elements for team success. Here's a quote directly out of that report. TVS, or Team Vital Signs, measures the drivers of team effectiveness offering insight into the workplace climate and team dynamics. Climate is an overview of the employee's relationship with and within the team. The climate is the context in which employees work each day. Research shows climate strongly influences how people perform in their jobs. The climate in my volleyball team was highly conducive to success. I did not know this at the time, but all five of the drivers of success for teams were present at very high levels in my volleyball team. Here are those five drivers. Trust, building safety and assurance to be able to risk, to innovate, to share, to learn. Motivation, to clarify meaning and commitment to drive toward excellence. Teamwork, collaboration, communication, to take on challenges. Execution, focus on what's important, be accountable to generate good results. And change, adapt and innovate to go into the unknown, to risk, and to learn. Out of these drivers, outcomes are generated. What are those outcomes? Sustainability, driven for long-term success. This is all in the 
context of team climate. Satisfaction, which is committed to the team. Results, focused on achievement. And agility, ready to take new opportunities. So, what does this have to do with vitality? Think of vital signs. When someone's in the doctor's office or the hospital, taking their vital signs is critical to understanding their current state of health. If any of the vital signs are out of the norm, then specifically addressing those will provide a path to improved health. Think of a time when you were sick. Did you have more or less energy to do normal things? Were you more or less focused? Were you more or less able to think clearly and make your best decisions? The same is true for a team. All of the vital signs must be at appropriate levels to achieve the outcomes that are desired. Vitality is the path to greater team health and to generating the energy that's needed to meet the next set of challenges or to take advantage of the next opportunities. Here's another quote expressing the value that can come from the Team Vital Signs report by six seconds. What is team vitality? How is the weather in your workplace? Are people constantly on the lookout for dangerous storms of destructive team member behavior? Or are they looking forward to coming to work each day? Team climate is an indicator of the collective feelings, relationships, and reactions in the workplace. The culture is rules and norms. Climate is how people feel about the culture. A team with a healthy climate has strong team vitality. Emotional intelligence, or EQ, is being smarter with feelings. Since part of team vitality is emotional, probably a large part, leaders and team members who develop and use EQ have the skills to increase team vitality. So, how do we apply all of this? What does it mean? What good is there? What value is there? Let's talk about generating vitality first. If you are looking for a simple and practical way to measure team vitality, then the Team Vital Signs report that we use from Six Seconds provides highly validated and actionable data. It is by far the most effective team assessment I've ever used. And it's very actionable data. It is something you can make KPIs out of. Whatever measures you do use, the key is to identify the current status of team vitality. Then build a path to grow that vitality. How do you build that pathway? By identifying gaps and then creating action steps to close those gaps. So, for example, if trust is low, that needs to be enhanced. Here's what we know about trust. There's a trust equation we can use, and I use it all the time. Trust equals credibility 
plus reliability plus connection. How credible are you? How reliable are you? How well do you connect with other people? That's how you build trust. If trust is low, then it is most likely due to one or more of those elements in the trust equation being low. These are elements that can be enhanced. Assess where the gaps are, then equip people to close those gaps in alignment with the goals of the team. You can do this with each of the five different drivers of success that we've talked about. As team vitality is increased, then engagement improves and performance goes up. Let me go back to my story for a second. As we as a team became aware that we could win, our team vitality went up and our engagement to the team and the effort increased. The results? Higher performance. Now let's talk about how to apply vitality. We've talked about how to generate it. Now how do we apply it? When team vitality reaches a certain level, then sustaining energy, focus, and effort becomes easier. In the case of my volleyball team, we reached a point where the vitality was so high that the energy, focus, and effort almost became self-sustaining. That was a lot of fun. You may have heard the term success breeds success. The experience with my volleyball team was a great example of that. But the success was not focused on rewards. It was focused on the two things that bring joy in a team. Results and satisfaction. When you think about team success, don't settle for vague definitions or unclear measures. Real team success is sustainable. That happens when team vitality is high, which drives engagement levels up. Engagement is the emotional commitment that a team member has to the team and to the effort. That is why emotional intelligence is the primary skill set to enhance team vitality. If you have not already had an experience on a team like I did with my volleyball team, I hope you will someday in the future. I have had similar experiences with other teams in my life. I love those teams. There is something very special about being a part of a team that has high vitality. The good news? We can all be a part of a team like that. We know what it takes to create high team vitality. Now all we have to do is have the courage to invest in making that happen. I highly recommend that you do. It is definitely worth it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQFIT. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior and performance in the workplace. We also love hearing your suggestions and ideas. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please send us an email at info at 
gscfit.com. For more information and inspiration, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course our website, eqfit.org.